Welcome to Lessons on Life, and today's topic is Mimi's Experiences. And uh, this was the winner of the poll uh, at Patreon. And I guess I should have been a little more specific. What kind? What kind of experiences? Conscious manifestation, unconscious manifestations that I recognize looking back on my life. You know, to. to want to know about my life so if you uh this this podcast is open to the public at patreon so if you want to head over there and put your two cents in the comments it would be appreciated <laughs> so i'm just going with the flow here and uh i'm i'm gonna just talk about how i came to these laws so, you know, I was um, trading markets and writing a market analysis and working at uh, number one world cancer hospital in Houston and as a supervisor for third level technolo technologists. And I had been going down this rabbit hole uh since 9-11 you know uh, the government's pulling false flags <laughs> you know and I'm seeing the two sides everywhere you know and I'm seeing it and, and it was strange it was so strange you know how can they think they can do this to us and getting on your righteous horse and everything and then the Obama administration came in, you know, I think change, change, it's going to change. And it was really frightful. The uh, disrespectful way he treated Tim Geithner, you know, the way he was treated disrespectfully by world leaders. Um, and, and it was like he didn't even know it. You know, that he, you're being treated disrespectfully, dude. You're at the back of the line. Nobody sees you. You know, you're, they're not shaking your hand. They're not putting out the red carpet and doing all this stuff for you. You're, you're coming in the back door late at night. You know, and it was these kind of things that upset me. It wasn't necessarily, you know, the details that people go on and on about. But it, uh, as far as the central bank went, yeah, I, I was getting, don't fuck with the money, you know, don't do this. And what I was referring to is the Sarbanes-Oxley Act that was implemented in 1933, which were the lessons learned from the stock market crash of 1929, where they separated out banking and so there was commercial bank banking and then savings and loan uh, for small businesses farms you know getting homes and that kind of thing and then investment banking these were separate 
they were not allowed to be under the same umbrella. They were broken up so that one couldn't over-leverage and in the end bring down everything else tied to it. That was the whole point of it. And then they started stripping little pieces of it away and I would note it, you know, hey, what are y'all doing? Cut that out. You know? So anyways, I'd been going down this whole this building and building. And then came the crash in 2008 and you know into 2009 2010 and people were uh, protesting Wall Street and they didn't even really know what they were protesting some were out there protesting about dolphins for crying out loud you know they were just protesting and um, they were upset that Wall Street's doing good again, and they're still not. You know, not putting the dots together. It's not Wall Street doing this to you, okay? <laughs> they didn't do it to you. I know the government sent you there with that, these ideas that they did it to you, but they didn't do it to you. The government did it to you. Look at what the government did. You know, and start pointing that out. And then came a I got fired from my job because these things bleed into the other aspects of your life. And it didn't matter what I said at work, they took it the other way. They took it like I was attacking them, I was judging them. You know, I was like, no, I didn't I know. Where did you get that from? But you said this. Yeah, but I didn't say it like that. It's not what I meant. <laughs> There you are, going around, oh, it's not without my intention, I didn't intend that, blah, blah, blah. you know, it doesn't matter, you're judging others, you know, and it bleeds into others because you're judging at home, you know, that's where it starts, with you, at home, I didn't know that, so I go looking, I knew I was in trouble before I got fired, you know, I got uh, written up. So I started looking, and I'm reading in the Bible, you know, I'm getting desperate. I'm the breadwinner. i got to do something about this. And, you know, it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. It wasn't getting better. So I ended up on the Kabbalah Center site, and I found the 72 names of God. And I found on YouTube... Uh, the Anna Bacoa song and it's a prayer it's a great prayer, it's a powerful prayer and that's uh, the song, I'll put the link in the description but it's it's these powerful prayers these 72 names of God and I decided I would do all 72 <laughs> And they tell you, don't do all 72. But I didn't read that until after I'd been doing all 72 for over a year. And then I got fired. And then I thought, what good is off this if I got fired? You know, I did that. I was praying not to get fired. What the hell? <laughs> you know, so I put that down. And then, you know, I found Neville. 
and that was a journey. I mean, I found Mind Valley Academy. Uh, you know, I think her name's. Uh, well, I can't even think of her name, but she tells you, you know, you imagine you're in a garden pulling weeds, and you, and they're not telling you why. They're just telling you go do this, go do this. I'm like, that. you know, I need to know why I'm doing that. You know, <laughs> this makes no sense to me. So. I, you know, move forward, digging, 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 finally find Neville. And, and that was in a moment of despair, you know, I just, I was like, I know it's out there somewhere. You know, I just, it's, something's missing. What is it? And I put my head down, hit the inner key. I don't even know what was in the search. And boom, there, never got it. Imagination creates reality. And, you know, I just started crying. I knew it was true. And I knew Wagner had said it, you know. And so I had to figure out, who's this Neville Goddard guy? And what's he talking about? So I started reading Neville Goddard and really got into it. Read a lot of Neville. But Rita being Rita, you know, I had to study Neville. You know, the man... And I had to rip out his perceptions because <laughs> that's what I, I've been doing all my life. Ripping out perceptions. Don't, no, 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 not listen to that. You know? Okay, this is what it is. That's how you do market analysis. You can't analyze companies by listening to people's opinions. You know, you have to get in there and remove all that. Okay, this is what they're saying. All right. So, ripping it out. Ramp, 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 ramp. And discover that, you know, okay, holy cow, you know, it's your thinking. And then I realized I had Dwyer sitting on my bookcase forever, and same with Murphy. So I sat down and read those. And my daughter had given me the secret, so I sat down and read that, you know. And I just started reading a plethora of them. And then I came to my own conclusions uh, after I started decoding the Bible. And that was in the Psalms, you know, the, when I really started decoding the Psalms, I started decoding more than just the names. And I would go digging into the Greek and digging into the ancient Hebrew and digging into the Sanskrit and digging into the Akkadian and digging into the, you know, different ancient languages where these words came from to find their etymological meaning. I didn't want to hear anybody's opinion about it. Thank you very much. Tell me what this meant in when this was written. You know, what does this mean? What is this meaning, not what you think it means, okay, what does it mean, and so I found a really great website, it's Abram Publications, and I don't read what they say, you know, they have, uh, if you put in like a name, uh, David, it'll have a whole bunch of stuff, but then there's these yellow boxes, and in the yellow boxes, 
is entomology. It means to bind, it means to this, it means that. And then they'll spin a little story on what they think it means. Because you don't listen to that. <laughs> it means to bind, it means this. This is what it means. Okay, and then you, you step back and look at it, and you see how it keeps telling you over and over again. It's describing, it's a vortex of thought, and it's spinning around and it's being presented to you. And the spinning and the all that's going on in your head. Okay. You're putting these things together. You're learning how to think that you are literally a neuron, a thought, a belief in another man's head. You know, so that got me thinking and I found Greg Baden and studied a lot of his work and <coughs> you know realized what that scientific study about the brain and the heart meant and what the LeBay experiment meant and what a bunch of experiments meant and you start to, to realize you know what the mandala effect is and what the butterfly effect is and why things are happening the way they are and, it, and it's just such a freeing uh, feeling of knowing that it's God presenting all this. It can be all washed away at any time. It's coming out of His consciousness. I consciously think of it, but He presents it. Okay? And I can tell Him I don't like that, Daddy. I dislike that. Okay? I forgive them for showing me that. You know, thank you for changing how I said. Okay, washed away. That's right. <laughs> no, I saw it again. I forgive them again. Okay, okay, we missed a spot. Here we go. <laughs> and that's, you know, I can't tell you how freeing that is, because you do see the changes, and your life does become peaceful. And, and you know, that was really the one that nailed it for me. I just understood what ne where Neville was coming from and everything, but that to me that was just not the way to spend a life. You know, constantly doing sads, and constant revision. No, I want to just think it, and and it is. You know, and then God told me that is how it is. It is you have to accept it. As soon as you accept it, yeah, I'll present it. I'm always saying yes. <laughs> he does. God always says yes. He will present it to you. You just have to let go. And when you do it unconsciously, you let go. You don't think about it when you're getting instructions. You know, you take in the instructions and you accept, I'm going to do that to play this game. I'm going to do this to do that, you know. Okay, I accept that. You immediately accept it, immediately goes to your heart, immediately goes into action. You know, people struggle with this. They, they do. It's, it's a real struggle for a lot of people. When they first come to these laws and stuff, you know, and Neville's way was like, you know, do it this way and you'll build faith and then it'll become assumption. And it's like, no, certain things are already assumption and work. I see that. Okay, how do I get it for this other step? Oh, well, those are your four horsemen. 
Yeah, those are your four horsemen. You got to trust in God. Yeah, or get rid of them. Up to you, of course. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm getting rid of these suckers. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they are. It's leeches, little suckers. You know. Bless their hearts. It gotta go. You know, and it all comes out of God. So, I, you love them. That's how you get rid of them. You love them away because it's all love. And if you fight with it, you're giving it attention and you're loving on it in the other way. And it makes it grow. You know, and I had, you know, in case you don't know me, I don't believe you because you tell me. I'll go do it. <laughs> okay. So I had read how this uh, Japanese um, doctor and I'll torture his name, so I'm not going to say it. But uh, you can look it up at Japanese doctor um, rice experiments. And I did it myself. I put some rice in three mason jars. You know, filled them up with about with water about two inches above the rice and labeled one love and labeled one hate and labeled one ignore okay and so I put the ignore one in the den where I would walk by it and just I'm not paying any attention to you you know and the other two I had in two different rooms and I would go into the one room and love on the rice. You know, yeah, you're so beautiful. I love you, rice. Rice is so delicious. It's great. Rice is wonderful. And then I go into the other room and I hate you. You're the most awful rice ever. <laughs> and what I discovered after 30 days was that the rice I loved on fermented. And the rice that I hated on grew this green algae. And the rice I ignored got this black and green algae. And it was, oh, it was everywhere in that rice. It was nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty. You know, and this is where, you know, I got the epiphany of you can't ignore it. You have to deal with it. And, and like right after that, I found this channel on YouTube, you know, it just pops up at you, the Hydraulic Press channel. And at the very end of their videos, his wife makes this Play-Doh doll, different shapes and stuff, and like it'll be a deer. And he'll say, yes, this deer looks innocent, but he's really very hungry and wants to eat everyone, so we must deal with it. And he'll press it. <laughs> this hydraulic press. <laughs> oh, so hysterical. You know, so you know, that reinforced that. And then I started realizing God talks to you all the freaking time. He's talking to you all the time. This is all, all before I ever started, you know, really writing. And I decided that that was a, you know, I'm not interested in working as a technologist and I'm not interested in writing about markets and I love writing and so I'm going to write about this about this stuff I discovered you know for me 
Maybe it'll help somebody else. More importantly, you know, it's going to help me while I write it, clarify it, cement it in my head. You know, so I spent a year writing, posting on WordPress, and uh, just still dealing with objective land, you know, but noticing all these things. And then Good Omens came out, and that was just like a godsend, just truly. It was, because it's like, this is what's going on, Maria. You know, now go, go tell the message. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> no problem. This is fun, you know. And, and it has. It's become more and more fun. But the, you know, different things happen. For example, you know, um, we were having electrical problems. And so, you know, we called an electrician. And they come out. And it was going to be 270 just, you know, for him to do the work. If he found more, it could be more. So it comes out to the estimate, says it's 270. You know, he starts fixing stuff, and plus, I mean, he found stuff that we've been living with for 30 years in this house. That, you know, quite frankly, it's amazing where we, you know, something hadn't happened, so it's a blessing. And he, he was very chatty, and he was really funny. And I, I knew, you know, before he came, he's God man to the rescue thinking good things about him and he just walked up and unplugged the computer and I said whoa whoa dude dude it's like that plug's not even on the the ch circuit you're looking at yeah holy shit you know oh well you know I, I'm what do you think you can fit well I'll try you know I tried to bring it up it wouldn't come up so I said, look, let me run it up to Bits and Bites and see if they can get it up. You know, and it was wintertime. And uh, they couldn't do it, so I, I brought it back. And uh, I looked at it sitting in the seat next to me. And I said, you know what? I bet this drive just needs a nice chill. You know, like we do with drives when they're dead. And we got to bring them back to life. So, you just chill out here, and I'll come get you in the morning, and I know you'll work perfectly fine. It'll be great. <laughs> so, I went inside. We had dinner. Got up in the morning. Got the computer up. It worked great. But in the meanwhile, I came home, got out, and had to tell the guy, no, they couldn't bring it up. And we'll see if it comes up tomorrow. You know, my husband's telling my wife's a computing genius, so I'll probably work in tomorrow. And the guy goes, don't worry about it. We have insurance for this stuff. I'm writing this whole thing off today, if you would just sign here. And we're like, are you sure? You're not going to get in trouble with that? He's like, no, no, no. My bad. I unplugged it. He goes, and it'll work out. Don't worry about it. It's like, okay, so we we got free electrical work, you know, and it worked out perfectly. And yes, the computer came up in the morning. It was just fine. You know, it's it's these kind of things. You, the uncertainty gets you, uh, you know, just focus that God's in all men and God loves you. He's your father and it's all going to work out great. All is well, you know, and 
It is. It just is. And that's just one example. So I hope this helps. I'll try to do better on the next one and um, get some more specifics from people so that I, I can tell you about conscious manifestations versus recognizing that I manifested something, you know, when I wasn't aware of it. <clears throat> and I hope this helps. Blessings to you. And thank you. Thank you for being here.